Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano. I'm once again joined as always by Alex Miller. For our draft rankings, Miller, plenty to go through. It was a big draft for a number of teams and some good selections, some bad selections, some puzzling selections across the board. I tell you what, this is one of the hardest rankings we've ever done here at A3. We've all worked really hard getting these done. And I tell you what, there's going to be a bit of rice that will be thrown across the virtual room. But uh, I'll tell you what, it's going to be a great discussion. Some really good teams that did extremely well. Cat and Kenny are talking about them. Our very own draft expert, as he's now known, <laughs> Alex Doherty. Uh, I had a look through your power rankings already, Doc. As always, you've shown us up and gotten them in nice and early. But plenty to disagree with, plenty to discuss. There's a few bits and bobs here that I think we might have some interesting opinions on. Yeah, look, my, my draft ratings, my draft rankings are already up on the Mungle punt, but I'm very interested to see how they go against your boys because I don't know a lot about what you two have done um, over over the last week and a bit. But I'm very excited. Um, it's one of our one of our most popular one of our more popular episodes. Last year was very good. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we keep that going this year. Um, let's get it. Let's shall we get a start, Cat? We shall get a start. We'll kick it off going alphabetical order with the Crows up first, boys. Uh, they didn't have a whole lot to do in this one, Adelaide. They picked up three selections. Uh, first, they had their father-son pick, Max Michelani, who apparently was already lining up in their round one team, according to Fox Footy. Uh, Billy Dowling, Hugh Bond, followed by relisting Andy McPherson and Phil Seedsman in the rookie draft. Um, just to kick us off, boys, I had them down at 16th, the Crows. I thought uh, Michelani obviously has been pretty well regarded across this season, but I thought... Just looking at the list, I wasn't too sure about how they went with Dowling and Bond. I'm not sure how you boys felt about it, but I thought they seemed similar to players they've already got lined up in the list. Dowling in particular um, seemed to be that more hard-nosed mid-type, and I think Bond is sort of along the um, same sort of um, bracket, which they already have plenty of. Well, they're in an interesting spot, aren't they, Doc, the Crows? I think that they're preparing for the Super Draft next year. I think... They've done well getting the father selection, but they've got a lot of future picks, Adelaide, and I think they're preparing to go hard next season, really. Yeah. Um, well, look, they've got the Gold Coast uh, 2023 second round uh, for next year, so that'll be interesting to see where the Suns finish up in there. Um, on their on the, on their draft hall, you know, they'll probably be a little bit disappointed that Michelini uh, got bitted on inside the top 20. I think they would have preferred him to be around the 25 area, but... Um, yeah, D- Dowling and Bond are players that I'm not incredibly sure about. Um, no, I, don't, I don't think it fits, fits list needs for the Crows, Doc. I, I really think they've got midfielders that play like these guys already and are going to yeah. be playing ahead of them. They're not unseating um, Sam Berry or even Schellenberg at this point or Keezy or anyone like that. Yeah, well, it's interesting. We saw Keezy play a little bit more around the ground. We saw him negate Adam Saad late in, late in the year against Carlton. Could could be used as, a, as more of a versatile option might mean that there's a spot that opens up. Um, Dowling, to to his credit, averaged a goal and a half per game in the under-18s in the Sandful this year, so you might be seeing more of a more as a forward half operator. But Bond, I'm not I'm not incredibly sure about. He's one he's he's, he's like he's like a Sam Berry type. He's like a Rory Laird type, where he hunts the ball, he tackles well, and he just applies a lot of pressure, and he doesn't have finesse. So. I've got the Crows in 16th as well, Cat. I, I think in terms of what they've done, look, Michelangelo's going to be a good player, but as you, as we've said, he's uh, probably would have liked him a little bit later. But, yeah, the other two are a little bit more speculative. Yeah, yeah I've got the Crow 15th, so not too far off where you boys had them. 
Yeah, I think it was clearly they got some talent in, but um, maybe just not for their listeners necessarily. A team who did get plenty of talent in, boys, the Brisbane Lions. I mean, we knew what their draft was going to be before it even started. Will Ashcroft and Jasper Fletcher, two father's sons, who have got heaps of wraps on them. And their pre-listed rookie, possibly one of the best names in this draft, is another one we get later to Richmond, who I love as well. But Shadow Brain, um, that is... Possibly one of the best names I've ever heard in the AFL. How do we rate this uh, this draft? I'll throw it to you, Miller. Yeah, well, I think that what Brisbane, as you said, we knew what they were going to do. And they've got two really good players here. We know Ashcroft's probably going to play pretty much each and every game. And Fletcher's going to get some opportunity, I think, for sure. So they knew what was expected. And I think that, you know, they have obviously gone hard at this draft. Might affect them down the line. But I think that they're... Yeah, pretty good coming out of this one for sure. I had them six in my rankings. So, yeah. yeah. Who who names their kids Shadow like that? <laughs> I'm still st- I'm still trying. Like I like I heard the name ages ago, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around. You know, why the hell would you name a kid like that? So well, the commentators just... will never get him confused with anyone else, Doc. That's for no. bloody sure. Yeah, no, <laughs> it look, looks like looks like he's got a shadow brain as well. Um, <laughs> Um, oh, look, with, with what what they had, they had 34, 35, 36, 38, and 55, and they got these two players without actually going into a deficit. So that's... that's pretty amazing. That, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a miracle. I mean, you know, Will Ashcroft, I, I'd, say, I'd say having a bid on him at pick two is a big win. And mm. I think Jasper Fletcher at pick 12 maybe could have gone a couple of picks later, but either way, they, they, they'd be happy with what they've got, and they don't have to walk in the next year with a deficit. So, And also uh, Conor McKenna they've got, we've actually forgotten as well, um, pre-supplement. Pre, uh, pre yeah, that's right. Um, oh, look, I'm not, not a big fan of Conor McGregor. Uh, not, not McGregor, McKenna. <laughs> I'm not a fan of him either. Um, the wrong so, Irishman, Doc. I'm, not a, I'm not, not a fan of either of them, but uh, look, I'm not entirely sure where McKenna sits in, in Brisbane's best 22. I think he's going to only be a depth player at this point, but in terms of what they've got at draft night, I've got them at fifth. Uh, I think the fact that they walked out with these two players, we knew that that, that was going to happen, but I think the big win is that they don't get into a deficit for next year. Yeah, no, I think that's fantastic. I've got them fifth as well. Doc, that's just setting up their midfield for the future. They've got, obviously, still beautiful midfields at the moment, but they're not ageing anytime soon, but they're going to have these guys around for the next 15 years, and I'm sure they're both going to turn into guns. So Hmm. great selections to the Lions. I don't think they could have done any better than that. And... Um, I don't know much about the young man Shadow Brain, but he did pretty well <laughs> in the uh, um, in the championships. Kicked three goals across his games, so not too bad for him. Might be a, a handy little option to have up forward, even with just a bit of depth for now while he develops his game in the v- in the VFL. Carlton boys, uh, I'm pretty high on what they managed to do in this draft. Uh, managed to pick up a few guys that really fit their list needs: Ollie Hollands, Lockie Cowan, Jackson Vins, and Harry Lemmy all joining the club in this draft with Ed Kerno being relisted in the rookie draft. Docker, I think they've really done quite well with this one. They've got brilliant players that suit their needs and who are going to be long-term options for the future. Absolutely. And I, I, I'm with you. I, I don't think I could speak highly enough about how Carlton have picked, who Carlton have picked up. I think Holland's going to going to 11 was pretty much, uh, was pretty much touted from the word go because he fits exactly what they need as a, as a sort of two-way runner can allow Cherry to play a little bit more on ball um, without having to give up time on the wing could play, you know, Holland's there. Um, Cowan, I'm a big fan of the fact that they got 
got him for pick 30 was is, is probably one of the steals of, of the second night yeah um, it, it sort of reminds me of a little bit of how Bailey Dale plays where he's sort of a, a rebounding halfback flanker who, who can who can gain meterage a lot mm-hmm. and very efficient by foot as well um Bins Miller I know you you're very high on and I think there's a lot of potential in him that he's a, a very good two-way runner yep I think that he's got upside to you know, get some games next year. Stingray's boy as well. I do love a stinger from Danny. So um, I like how they recruit. I think that, yeah, I think that with the selections they had, the 230, 30 and 32, they've done really well with. So I, I think Carlton have done really well. I had them. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, fifth. I had them fifth in my rankings. I was really impressed with how they went. I've got the Blues up in fourth, boys. I, I just Ooh. think that... This is a great draft class for them. Um, they went after a lot of speed. Um, I'm interested to where the likes of Hollands and Cowan getting in this team leaves someone like Lockie O'Brien, who uh, Matt Cottrell too. Both of those guys might have a bit of uh, question marks over them. And they've just brought in Blake Akers too to come onto the wing. So they've got certainly no depth of outside players here. You can see maybe one or two of them lining up on a flank, possibly mm. half forward. Um, and I think Lemmy's going to be a big help for someone like Sam DeConing who could maybe become more of a pure ruck and less of a rotation player, get Lemmy uh, starting to rotate into the forward line. Um, I don't know if he's going to be a player that comes in immediately, but uh, I think they've really filled out what they needed. Uh, Maybe a little bit hard on the wingers, but I don't know. It's it's probably better to have more talent in the position than not. So I'm pretty high on them up in fourth. Yeah, well, it's going to bolster their depth for next year. So uh, I, I'm, I'm a fan of all these picks, especially Lemmy as well, Cat. I think in term, he was highly touted at the start of the year, but then sort of fallen off a, a fair bit in the sandful. Yeah. But he, he he's very athletic. He, he's got a good overhead mark and can be depth to Kerno and Mackay up forward as well. And I, and I think that's where I can see him starting off. And like you said, could enable Dakoni to play more of a ruck role uh, with yeah. with um, with our with our uh, academia Mark Pitnet sort of kicking on. Um, I've I've got him sixth as well, boys. So very a very stiff a very stiff sixth. Uh, but yeah, just uh, clubs above them, I think, filled out needs uh, a little bit more efficiently. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one, Doc. Uh, Collingwood, another team that didn't have too much to do in the draft, just the three picks because they went pretty hard in the trade period, but they did manage to pick up Ed Allen, Jacob Ryan, and Joe Richards. I'm huge on this pick for Ed Allen, Miller. Uh, I know Doc was raving about him pre-draft, and I know you bloody wanted him at the Bulldogs, mate, but I think this is one of the great picks. It's a great slider for Collingwood to pick up here. Pick 19 is a steal. I don't don't know how they've done it, really, and I think that... He's going to add something to a to a Pies team that is a bit, you know, sort of lax to that. They, we saw Ruffhead retire, you know, this year, and uh, it's going to be an opportunity for somebody like Ed to, to get some games. I think Jacob Ryan as well is a really good selection at, at 28, Doc. The Pies are really keen on him. They were impressed with what they saw, um, you know, in the uh, SANFL. And also the teacher, Joe Richards. He's a teacher at school, and now he's, uh, he's, going, to be teaching, he's going to be taught how to play footy. <laughs> uh, but a great selection. I, I think they've done really well. The pies of these, sorry. Teach me how to kick a goal, Mr. Richards. Uh, <laughs> yes, I certainly can do that, son. Yeah, he's, he he's a good story, isn't he, Joe Richards? Um, yeah. He k- kicked 29 goals in 11 games in for Wangaratta in the uh, the Ovens and Murray League uh, uh, this year. So he, I, I can see him playing as that sort of small forward uh, next year. And I think they could they could do with another another little Jamie Elliott type uh, up there. Uh, get get some pressure off of him. Yeah. Um, 
Ed Allen, Ed Allen was the steal of night one. Um, he, he, I think it, if it wasn't for injuries, he'd probably be pushing top 10. Yeah. Um, and even then, clubs were still flagging that he could go in the top 10. So yeah. um, he, he's a guy that can play a, a lot of areas around the ground. He's got good He's got good aerobic capacity. He can run. He can, he can do a lot right. So if he keeps himself fit and healthy, he'll be in that. He'll be in a round one. He'll be in that best 22 sooner rather than later. Yep. And I do like Ryan as well. He wasn't in my top 30, but I think he was just outside. But the the Pies definitely did like him. I think they were they were, they were flagging the idea of, of, of going with him round one before uh, Allen was made available. So, oh, look, he, he's another player that I think he can... They, they seem to like these sort of undersized uh, defenders. You know, Nathan Murphy really came of age this year. And I think Jacob Ryan could be another sort of similar player. Yep. Um, the fact that he can play third tall, but he's also a very good uh, rebounder off half back. Um, where have you got him? Because it's very interesting. I've got him. I've got him ninth. I've got them ninth too, Doc. I like I also who have they them ninth. <laughs> there you go. Good consensus there. Um, I, I liked who they picked up, but I, I think I'm a bit iffy on where Ryan and Richard sit in terms of their future plans. I probably would have liked to see them go after a true key defender as opposed to another guy who maybe will be looking the players that taller type. He's very mobile, um, which I think is great for them, but they do have plenty of those types already, the Pies. They don't have that big bullocking key defender, which I think they really want. And the same goes for Richards. He's a little bit on the smaller side when I think they needed a true bigger inside midfielder to succeed Taylor Adams in there once he eventually... Mm. He's still got plenty of views of his prime left, but... um, yeah, I just think they're just maybe slightly off what the Pies would have been after while in the positions they need, maybe not the exact players they need. So, nice for me, still a good draft, but they maybe could have done a bit better. Uh, the yeah. Bombers, though, gentlemen, I'm very, oh, very happy with this go. draft. Oh, you <laughs> smile. You would be <laughs> that very my happy. my boys have done here. Elijah Sartus with the first pick, Lewis Hayes, Alwyn Davy Jr. and Jaden Davy, the twin boys son of Alwyn Davey and Anthony Mankara picked up as a pre-listed rookie. Rhett Montgomery going in the rookie draft as well. So six players coming in for the Bombers. Um, I was very, very happy with this draft, boys. Sartos seemed like he was going to be the man over the past few weeks, and we ended up getting him. Uh, Pretty happy with what we managed to do here. I think we've managed to address a lot of needs in the midfield and in the forward line very, very well here. Oh, you go, Doc. No, I was just going to say, I think I think Sartre fits what you're looking for in the midfield as, as a bit more of a taller taller sort of unit. I think once he starts building some strength in around his upper body, he's going to be far and wide one of one of your better midfielders in in the coming years. Um, Hayes at 25 was a good get because I, I I'd expected him to be off the board by 25, um, and the fact that you got Alan David Jr., who's also been seen as a top 25 pick, I think he was top 25 for mine. In, in the top thirty, but um, the fact that you got him for pick forty five is is a, is a, is another bargain for mine. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think that what Essendon have done really well is identifying good talent, cat, and going hard for that talent. I like, as you said, Doc. I'm really big on Lewis Hayes. I think that he's going to be a good player there. And um, you know, as we said with Elijah, if he just builds up his body, he's going to be a long term player. I think for this club and somebody that they're highly regarded and and you know. Him and Benny Hobbs, a couple of young guns. That would be beautiful to watch in the coming years. But I was really impressed with that, and I think that, you know, given everything that's happened in the offseason, we needed some stability at the draft, and I, I thought they did really well. I had Essendon eighth, just above the pies. I think that they did really well with their selections. So, yeah. 
I had us in sixth. I'm, I'm really happy with how this positions us for the future. I think um, we looked across all lines of the ground and Hayes and Montgomery both, I think, will, if not playing games this year, um, next year will definitely be into the team. There's a great group of young defenders coming through there now with Reed, Hayes and Montgomery, who seems to have all the, the earmarks to come in and play as that sort of third tall type or intercepting defender, someone who could help free up Ridley a bit. Uh, I think he's going to be into this team. So I'm quite happy with what we did, and six is where I've slotted us in. Yeah, I've had I had the uh, the Dons at seventh. It's a very stiff seventh because I think in I think they could, you could have really you could really put you, some some might have them a little bit higher up, and I wouldn't I wouldn't blame them if they did. But I I just really liked it. Uh, I think whether whether or not it was I think Sartres was the safer pick. There were, there was a lot of talk about them potentially taking Philippou. But I think um, I think Satis, in terms of what they've what they've done up to this point, has been better. Um, so I'm I'm happy I'm happy with that. And yeah, as I said, two two real bargain picks. Uh, Hayes at 25, Alan Junior at 45, and I like I like that they took uh, the twin brother at 54 as well. Yeah, <laughs> bit of nice symmetry there, Doc, for those two. No, very good. I think we're all pretty. In agreements with how the Bombers did there. Uh, Fremantle had a number of selections they picked up in this one. Went after seven players between mm. their NGA, the rookie draft, and the AFL draft. Hugh Davies, Tom Emmett, Max Noble, Corey Wagner out of Port Melbourne in the VFL, Josh Draper and Conrad Williams, two NGA boys, and they picked up Liam Reedy from Frankston. Going after a few boys from the VFL in this one. Uh, how do you assess it, Miller, for the Dockers? Well, we like we like Wagner. I think that's a really good story. Obviously, he used to be on the Swans list. Oh no, hang on, Melbourne. Which yeah, one am I thinking of? I'm thinking it, Melbourne. It, he's on. He's on. It was on Melbourne. And no, I'm North thinking Melbourne. Who am I thinking? Of? I'm thinking of a different one. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> yep. I think um, yeah, he's a really good solution. A great story. I think what he's he's done to work back into it. That's pretty impressive as well. Getting the national draft as well, boys. Usually, you see with a play like that, you know, they go rookie. But for you know, big things for him. Yeah, I think they've done well. Tom Emmett is, is someone that I'm pretty – I like the look of, and I think Davies as well is good. Uh, I, I think that they've done pretty well, Doc. I really like Emmett in particular. Yeah, oh, look, there's a couple of speculative picks here. I know you and I, Kat, have, have uh, voiced our concern about Hugh Davies. Um, you know, uh, I what... don't understand that selection for Fremantle. A tall defender with your first pick when that is probably the area of the ground they are most stocked in. Uh, not sure about it. Do you think they were worried after losing Griffin Logue, maybe? No, well, m- maybe, but the fact that he, he, here's what my problem was, Miller. The fact that uh, I didn't have Hugh Davies in my top fifty, my extended no. my extended top fifty, but the fact that Tom McCallum and Jed Adams were still on the board as well. Um, you could have gone with Adams as a WA Adams boy. Adams would have been a good pick, I think. Um, yeah, Adams will take time to develop, but he's a WA boy, so he won't be going anywhere. Um, but yeah, it's it, I think it's a little bit of a confusing selection. Tom Emmett is a great story. Um, you know, he, he was a he was diagnosed with a form of cancer at sixteen. Yeah. Uh, pl- played at the Sandfall, and I think kicked fifteen goals in his last seven games uh, for Sturt in the Sandfall. So, look, he's speculative, but he's got talent, and I like that. And 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 I think and I think he'll given the uh, he's got some competition there with the, the likes of Switters and and Schultz uh, in terms of general forwards. I like Max Noble. I think behind uh, Barnett, I think he was the best ruckman of the draft of the draft pool. Um, he's going to take some time to develop with his body and, and, and his mobility. I think his mobility and the skill set's already a bit advanced. Uh, he, he just needs to, he just needs to build some strength in his, in his body. 
and Wagner's a good and Wagner's good. I, I think he deserves another chance because he's been very good for Port this year. Yeah, yeah he has. I, I'm pretty happy with everything Freo did, other than Davies, which is you know that's a bit of a, a cross when you you don't go your first pick probably to needs within the team. I think everything else was really solid for them. I know Emmett's a bit more speculative, Doc, like you said, but. I think they can turn him into something here. Noble's a great bit of depth for their ruck, and he'll be someone that comes in in the future. Uh, Wagner and Williams both add to those wing stocks, which they lost a fair bit in this offseason. Uh, and then Josh Draper, another key position player they can mm. sort of mould to however they want. Uh, Frio have shown plenty of times they can develop these academy players into what they need for the team. I think they're going to do the same with these guys. I, I had them in 10th. I think there's teams above them that did a fair bit better, but... Aside from Davies, I thought pretty solid group that they can really mould to how they want. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same with that. I had them 12th. I really liked, besides Davies, as we said, nobody's really sure how he snuck in here at 33. But I really, I agree with that, Cat. I think if there's one thing we've seen from the Frio system is that they love a bit of development for the young, young players and they, they get the ball rolling. So I had them, uh, yeah, 12th. Also, a shout out to Liam Reedy because uh, he, mm. he comes down. He comes down my way, East Brighton boy. Watched him, watched him tear up my, my Hampton Hammers a couple of years ago, um, and he's just a freak athlete. He's, yep. he's. Um, I'm glad he's got a chance. Uh, I, th- I think he's too. I, I saw him a couple of games at the, uh, the BFL this year for Frankston, and he, and he proved that he was that he was pretty good at that level as well. So I'm, I'm hoping that he gets he gets a crack at some point at Freo. Um, rankings wise, I've got Freo down in thirteenth. I think yeah, Davies is speculative. Emmett's a bit speculative. Uh, Noble's going to be depth and will take some time to develop. And Wagner's a good bargain pick. But look, there's not much that I sort of like, not much that I genuinely like out of, out of this draft hall for Freo. Jeez, I think Emmett's going to be real good. I'm, I'm <laughs> bit, it's stiff. Oh, I, 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 hope, I hope Emmett gets, I hope Emmett plays. That That's, yeah. that's what I want to say. But in, in terms of, Proof. Uh, look, he's played seven games and he had a good end to the year. I know, and he's got talent, but I still, he still remains speculative for mine until until we see him in a couple of years. Hmm. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you say so, Doc. Uh, we'll move on to the cats, gentlemen. Uh, they Question the draft expert. He's <laughs> <laughs> listed on the website. Are you questioning my authority? <laughs> the Cats, gentlemen, Jai Clark, Phoenix yeah. Foster, a couple of rookies and in the rookie drafts as well. Ted Closey, an NGA boy, Oscar Riccardi, father's son, and Oscar Murdoch down in the rookie oh. draft. Uh, a lot of guys who look to be more development, I think, for the Cats here, Doc. Yeah. Uh, look, I think everybody knew that Jai Clark was going to go to Geelong as soon as they got that pick from the Gold Coast. Um, and as soon as Jordan left, they needed to replace him with another Clark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one, one with oddly named spelling as well. So that, yeah. that, 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 that's good. Um, but no, look, I, I think I think everyone says the Selwood clone. And I think when you look at his look at his highlights reel, you know, you can definitely see a lot of a lot of toughness around the ball and a lot of... Mm-hmm. And, he's, and he's already... He's already proven that he's a good leader at the Falcons as well this year. So I think he, he look whether or not he plays right away, I think it's irrelevant because the Cats are in are in that window where they can probably contend for another year or two. Um Phoenix Foster is probably more of a speculative option. Um, you know, he's shown that he could pluck a contested grab and he's good and he's good at, he's good for goal as well this year in, in the sandfall. But I, Do I they don't need another ruck here, Doc. Uh no. I, I think I think he's going to play more forward. Mm. I, I saw I some nuffy on Twitter call him Double F, and then I, I've had to remind <laughs> him that Phoenix starts with a P, mate. Uh, 
You are an idiot. I mean, yeah, he did. It seemed like through most of the end of his season in the Sandful under 18s, he played more forward. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they develop him because it is, he's shown good signs in both. Well, what's interesting with that cat is that we saw, you know, Con. Well, we haven't seen Conway, but Neil, when he played, he was forward. Mm. Um, and uh, Conway in the VFL was playing forward. So, uh, is Johnny Segler ever going to play? Because he might just be taking up a list spot that he's not going to. I think I think Chris Scott shot him after the grand final. We haven't, we haven't, heard, <laughs> haven't heard from him since. Uh, uh, yeah, but no, yeah. I think I mean we knew what Geelong were going to do with eight. Um, then we're going to take Clark. So I had the, the Cats 13th. I thought they did a rot. I had the Cats in 15th. I think the all these guys, aside from Clark, uh, probably need to be um, given a few years of development. None of them really seem like ready to come in sort of players, which, you know, I think that's fine for Geelong. They want to build for the future. But, um, yeah, all of them have got, I think, a little bit to prove what they can do at AFL level. Mm. I can see a guy like... Um, like Oscar Murdoch going into the VFL for a few seasons and having a sort of Sam DeConing uh, sort of three years there and developing and then coming into the back line once someone like Zach Tui or Tom Stewart is ready to move on. Not related to Jordan him. Murdoch, is he, Cat? I don't believe so. Yeah, um, I, I, I do. They picked up two blokes named Oscar, and both of them spell their name differently. <laughs> and that's how you know you're heading into the 2023 season, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, he spells his Oscar <laughs> with a capital F. Um, so, but yeah, Ricard, Riccardi only came to the Falcons program this year, so he's got a fair bit of development still to go as well. Um, so yeah, I think they'll need to put a lot of development to this guys, but they could be anything. I think there's plenty of promise, but for now, yeah, down 15th. Where do you have Doc? I'm interested to hear this. First of all, I would have I would have thought Peter Riccardi would have been a bit smarter than to name <laughs> na- name his kid without an R. Um, but then again, I'm, I've been proven wrong before, and then again, done it again. Um, I've had Geelong fourteenth. I mean, I love the pick of Clark. I think in terms of in terms mm. of replacing Selwood, it's going to be good, um, and he can and he can he can stew in the VFL for a year or two, and 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 develop and develop his craft there. Without Geelong having to be really, without Geelong having to real, really press for it, um, and yeah, Foster's a, a development pro, uh, prospect at this point. So, have the cats at fourteenth. The Gold Coast Suns, gentlemen. We knew they only had one uh, pick in the national draft here. They picked up Bailey Humphrey. Lloyd Johnston came in from their academy, and they rookie drafted a couple of delisted players: Connor Blakely and Jake Steen, and Jed Anderson. Yeah, Jed Anderson as well just picked up this afternoon. Um, Yes, this afternoon to join their midfield. Uh, they've done well, Kat. I really like what the Suns have done here. I know that people think that Connor Blakely's enoughy, which he can be. Uh, but if he works hard and gets his shit together up at the Suns, he'll be a good pickup. Steen as well, we've seen at Giants, he's been serviceable. Doc really was really good when he when they had no key defenders at all, the Giants, before. When um, Iden was injured, Phil Davis, he was a young man, you know, in his second, third game, and he, he was holding his own. And um, Jed Anderson's a guy as well. Not he's he's got still something to give. I think you know he's he's proven this year when he played he's an elite level contested midfielder if he can get on the park. So I think they've done well. And Humphrey, yeah. Uh, look, I've I've only done my rankings based on their their national draft. So with with one pick, I, I, look, I always I always prefer a little bit of quantity more than quality. But I think Bailey Humphrey, the the amount of talent that he's put in this year and the amount of and of work he's put in this year as well, I think it's it's more than enough to justify them out of the bottom. Last year, I had Carlton last because they they drafted just one player, but 
I think Bailey Humphrey can play right away, especially in the forward half, especially with Isaac ranking now out, opens up a spot. Uh, and I think whilst Humphrey can build on his endurance running, I think he can he can be a force up forward. Yeah, I, I was pretty happy with Gold Coast drafts. It's hard with some of these teams in, that I've gotten mm. around that middle bracket because I thought the top six or seven did brilliantly. So it was really hard to push them up higher. Uh, I've got them in 13th. I think that I like the Humphrey selection. Like Doc said, he'll, he'll play straight away. Johnston, I think, has got um, a fair bit of potential. He's bloody fast, uh, and I think he'll fill in a spot in that defensive group, possibly left by someone like Bose. Um, Steen, I really, really like. I think he'll play games across this year. Blakely, I really do not like that selection at all. <laughs> I don't think he's got a shot. He's going to be playing BFL full bloody time. Um <laughs> And Anderson is not bad. I think he'll get a few games, uh, just help the midfield group when he can. But all in all, I think there's just teams that did better than them overall. So that's oh, where they've ended up. Everything yeah. I've said has been poured with gasoline and the match has been thrown on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. I just can't agree with that on Connor Blakely. Well, that, that's fair. Look, I don't know. I still think Connor Blakely has some ability. I think that he just has to get his sort of work ethic and drive together, which he's lacked. And has He's led had a lot of bloody chances, mate. That's and, right. Uh, well, that's what I mean. Like, if he doesn't get it together now, then Stewie Jew will eat him. So, uh, <laughs> I've got the Suns as as well. I've done the same, Doc. I've based the rankings on just the draft selections, and I put them 16th goal because I think that Humphrey is good, and he'll replace ranking life for life. So they're done well. Yeah, and in in, in comes Alex Doherty to piss on those ashes about Connor Blakely. Um, I, I look. I know he's got talent, and I know he's proven, but he's an he's an he's an absolute nonce miller. Yes, um, he's a, I, he is a bit of an idiot, I must um, say. But I hope he wakes up and realizes that, as as you both said, this is it. You know, if, yeah. if, if you if you mess it up here, you'll be playing it. Uh, well, somewhere shitter. Yeah, yep, <laughs> somewhere shitter. Potentially, potentially Lindhurst. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, look, I've, I've got the Suns 15th. I mean, I, I think the impact that Humphrey will bring has overta- immediately overtaken some of the teams that, that drafted this year. Mm. Um, but yeah, look, I'm not, I'm not really too big on teams that just draft one player over two nights. All right, fair enough, Doc. I'll move on to the GWS Giants. They had a lot to do here. Aaron Cadman, uh, of course, the number one pick. Harry Rosen, Darcy Jones, Max Grzowski. Toby McMullen, a couple of rookies from their academy, Nick Madden and Jason Gilby, and then Phil Davis got relisted in the rookie draft, which was good um, gear by the club. Um, well, posting his draft photos when they re-rookied him. <laughs> that was very, very funny by the Giants. Their media team is pulling good shift. Uh, we knew they were going to pick Cadman with pick one, boys, and I think it's a great selection. But from there, I thought they built their midfield stocks up very, very well. They've got a great, talented group, if they can keep that together now for the future. Well, the biggest question, Doc, off the bat, is do we know if Grzowski's related to Mike Wazowski? <laughs> uh, is he small green and has one is eye? Is he small green and, uh, well, he'd be a good inside mid, I think, Wazowski. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> You've got a child that runs around going, Max Wazowski! <laughs> I think the big question that me and you, Doc, we talked about on Draft Night together was um, Ari Roston at, you know, 16. I'm not sure if that was the right selection. Um, yeah. What, what do you think about it? Well, the bid came in at, at sixteen, and yeah. and it forced the it forced the Giants to take that pick because uh, because Sydney had I think it was pick fifteen or something or sixteen, yeah, and the Giants had the next pick, so they forced them to use that pick and 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 let them go on. Rouse R- 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 I didn't have in my top thirty, but I think a lot of people do rate that he's a a, a good 
uh, tough nuggety on ball, mm. um, can win the contested ball. Sort of does remind you a little bit of Jacob Hopper. Yep. So I, I think in terms of like for life, maybe you can see that happening. He's probably just a little bit shorter. I love Darcy um, Jones at 21, though. I think that's I'm, a great pick. Get him I'm a big, wing. Get him a I'm, wing. I'm a big fan of Darcy Jones. Bugger the wing. Put him, put him in the forward pocket. <laughs> this kid's got speed and this kid's got goal now, Scat. Cat, um, he, he he smashed records in the draft combine. Uh, he's got good agility. He's got great athleticism, and he he just he just knows where to be in front of goals. And I think that we we talked about it a fair bit. Small forwards probably where the Giants are, are really lacking. And depending on what Kingsley wants to do with Toby Green next year, they might they might see Green playing more midfield, hmm. um, because there's not many other players left in the midfield. Um. But yeah, Grzuski's a, a a bit of a bit of a weird one. I uh, di- didn't have him uh, going until later, but he's a he's a guy that can play either end as a key as a key position player. So I, I can see where the appeal comes from. I like him for the defence. I think that we the Giants will be looking at that. Something they need. We you spoke about Cat with Phil Davis. You know, tracking to the end. Of, well, he should have retired, but you know, at the end of his career, you'd say um, I like Grzuski for a long term sort of prospect. Yeah, I don't mind it. Uh, Nick Madden coming in raises a question to me is if Briggsy is ever going to get a game in his team. Uh, no. They just drafted another ruck. I tell you what, they hate him. Quite literally 112 kilos already. The man is a massive mountain. Really? Gee whiz. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't know what this means for Briggsy's future, even though he just resigned for two I do, years. I do like him, though, um, Big Mullen. I think he's, he's good. I do like him. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm high on what the Giants did here. I think they've stocked up their midfield and forward line really well, which is what they needed to do for the future. Uh, I've got them in seventh, gents, because I, I really like a few, like we said, the couple of selections that kind of came out of nowhere. But in terms of depth for both those lines, they have added to those perfectly. Yes, I also have them seventh. <laughs> yeah, I, I have them eighth uh, for mm-hmm. mine. I think we all knew we were going to take Cadman, and Cadman's good because they they need uh, they need somebody who, who commands presence in that forward fifty. Um, it sounds like Himmelberg's going to be playing more as a key defensive player uh, next year and next year and beyond. Um, Rouston probably should have been a little bit later. They they were forced to cough up a draft pick for him. Um, Darcy Jones is a good pick. Krasinski's a bit a uh, bit speculative, and so is McMullen. But um, look, all in all, it's 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 definitely it's definitely not it. It's okay. It's okay for with what they got. I think I think all five have got a future at, at GWS in their next premiership tilt. Um, but yeah, if they stay there, that is <laughs> that's if they stay there. I, I think they will. I've got a quickie before we get to the Hawks. Sorry, Cat. Um, is Aaron Cadman? How many goals is he kicking this year? Ooh, give me a uh, number. I say twenty-two on the dot. I'm going to go with thirty-one. Ooh. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to go twenty-three. He averages just over a goal a game. Kingsley says, I expect 99. Uh, <laughs> we have to write these down so we don't forget them. Yeah, I'll put them down. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, Good prediction, nice and early. Uh, we move <laughs> on to the Hawks, gents. And I think this has been a very polarizing draft um, for a few people. Had a few selections mm. to go with here, Hawthorne. Cam McKenzie was their first pick. Josh Weddle, Henry Hustway, Jack O'Sullivan, Bailey McDonald all joining him in the national draft. Josh Bennett signed as an NGA and Shane Mitchell re-rookied in the rookie draft. An interesting one here, Doc. I-, I thought for a number of these players, they kind of lined up with positions they've already filled and depth they've already got. Yeah, um, especially in the midfield for mine, I think they 
went very, very hard on midfield supports when they've already got a lot of young talent coming through in the middle. Yeah, I'll look when you when you cough when you give away Tom Mitchell and, and Jay Gromier in the trade period, I think you're inclined to get something back. And I, I think Cam McKenzie will do well uh, in the long run with uh, Ward and Warple. Um, so I, I don't have an, I don't have too much of an issue with that. It's the little pick I'm I'm concerned about, Cat. Yeah, it's Be- too high, Doc. Yeah, not 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 only is it too high, I, I think they gave up too much. Mm. Um, you know, a, a lot of people are going to expect Hawthorne to be in the bottom half, of, you know, in the bottom two three, which means Sydney's going to get uh, like two. It's going to get like more more picks within the top within the top thirty. Uh, so and, and and I don't think Weddle's something they need as a tall defender. Uh, I mean, they've got they drafted Grange Barras a couple of years ago. They got Blank in, who I think has been pretty good. Uh, Sicily has proven that he can play as a key defender, but I'm not sure if we saw him play midfield late in the year. Miller, I don't know whether or not that's the plan. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that that one that's the big one for mine. A couple of speculative picks in you know, O'Sullivan and McDonald, who I'm not quite sure. McDonald came onto the scene late. And O'Sullivan is one of those guys who's a small but inside mid who they don't really need. But I do like the pickup of Husswade at 37. I think that's another yeah. another, another draft bargain for mine. Um, you know, he's got the height, you know, he's got football IQ and he's got good decision-making abilities. In a way, it reminds me a little bit of Jack McRae and how he uses the ball um, and how he <laughs> makes decisions. But I, I'd like to see a little bit more of that um, going, going forward. But... Yeah, I'm with you, Kat. It's something that's divided a lot of people. Um, I'm interested to hear what you boys have ranked, Miller. Well, yeah, well, I'll get my ranking first and then I'll just quick... I had them 11th. I think that just... I mean, I agree with everything that's been said. I do really like McKenzie, though, at 7. I think that that is a good selection. But bar that, as you sort of kicked it off with, Kat, I just think that those players, they've already got. And I just don't know if they've sort of improved anywhere with that type of quality. Um, mm. You know, with 18.37, I felt, well, I mean, you know, Henry's a good pick there at 37. But, yeah, I'm yeah, a bit surprised. Yeah. I think the, the only one that, yeah, I think I've got huge question marks over is Weddle. Individually, the rest of the guys seem like they can add. It's just wonder if they've st- stocked up on midfielders more than anything. I think O'Sullivan looks like a guy who plays a small forward, which is something they need. Um, McDonald can mm. play off half back on the wing. They need a bit of pace in there. So I don't mind the selections. I've got them 11th. Uh, I think they did well enough, but maybe next draft I'd probably be looking for a bit more, Yeah. Uh, I suppose, specialised role players as opposed to just stocking up on the midfield Well, depth. it is a super draft next year, Kat, yes, so maybe true. they're thinking ahead. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe well, they are. Bennett's as well, another guy who looks like he could come into the, into the forward line as well. Probably needs a little bit of development. Uh, might spend a bit of time down at Box Hill level, but... Uh, plenty of promise for him as well. Loves laying the pressure inside the forward half and can move to the midfield too. So, yeah, 11th for mine. I think they could have done better in a few places, but overall, not too unhappy with what they did, the Hawks. Mm. Melbourne. Bit... Oh, sorry. Uh, you go. Yeah, yeah I, haven't, I haven't put my ranking in yet, Kat. I just also want to say, Miller, it's a, it, it almost feels like a bit of a situation with, like, like in the NBA with. With that that kid Wembyana going to come through in the, mm. in the next draft, uh, the Harley Reid's the uh, already been touted as the uh, the wonder kid in next year, and I reckon Hawthorne will be uh, be taking pretty hard to get oh, him yeah. to get I, him I over the line. There'll be a couple of teams next year, Doc, that I think will be they'll get up to round four, 
and they'll be looking at the draft. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it'll be very interesting next year's crop. Yeah, um, so I've given Hawthorne, uh, I've ranked Hawthorne tenth. Um, okay. Some some good selections like I, I like McKenzie and I like Huswait and maybe there's something there with O'Sullivan and McDonald as well. But although a bit speculative um, for for what they for what they've picked up, but yeah, the Weddell one just drops a lot, especially when Ed Allen was was available here. They, I reckon I reckon Ed Allen would have suited them a, oh, lot, yeah. a hell of a lot more. Absolutely. Um, even 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 if they do play Ed Allen as a as a tool, um, he still offers a lot more versatility, a lot more upside than Josh Weddle does. I'm not, Fair enough. I'm not saying Weddle's a bad player, but I just think Ed Allen's better. No, I don't mind it, Doc. That's fair enough. Uh, Melbourne only had two picks in the national draft. They went for Matt Jefferson with their first pick and Jed Adams with the second. A couple of selections in the rookie draft as well. Will Verrill and Oliver Seston. Um, an interesting draft for the D's Miller. I like the Jefferson pick. He's obviously going to be a part of that forward line for the future, but they didn't have a lot to do uh, in this one and they didn't end up doing very much. I'll tell you what, Jacob Van Roon would have shook his hand in the club and said, welcome, uh, we'll be playing the VFL all this year because Goody hates young key forwards. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I. it's very interesting to think about uh, Melbourne. I, I like, I do like Jed Adams at 38. We spoke about him before, Doc, and I think he's a good selection. Uh, a, a nice peel thunder boy. Um, so it's, it's, it's a bit weird with Melbourne. There's not much to say about it, really. I, I think that they've done well with their picks. I had them 10th. Oh, I was happy with them. I thought they did all right. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was very happy with what Melbourne picked up. I think they addressed uh, their, their needs for key positions. Um, Jefferson Starship is going to be pretty good uh, alongside Van Ruyen next year. <laughs> um, I, I, I think they're going to be. I think it, when, when it comes to it, I mean, these two players are going to be um, project players. Jefferson and Adams are both sort of young, skinny, mm. key position players, so they're going to need time to develop in the VFL. But they both play. They both impact contests really, really well. You know, Jefferson's done very well as a, as a contested mark in the under 18s Can kick goals. Um, Adams is one that can play really, really well as a lockdown defender. Um, so, yeah, look, I had him 12th uh, because, only only because I need time to develop and development can be very sporadic. Um, uh, feed Jed Allen, uh, Jed Allen, Jed Anderson's, um, Adams, bleh, feed him some red meat for God's sake. He looks like he's undernourished. Too many Jeds. Je- Jeff- Jefferson Starship will need some uh, some fuel. <laughs> need some fuel. Some Jacob Van Ruyen fuel. Where'd you have him, Cap? Uh, I have the D's down in 14th. Like oh, I said, that middle bracket is very, very hard to rank because I Jeez. think uh, it obviously comes down to a fair bit of opinion. He's not happy about it. That's with fair a enough. lot of these guys. But, oh, look, I don't mind what they did. I like the choices. Um, they clearly want to build this forward line for the future. Um, will Verrill or Ruck as well, who will... Who is I don't, I don't, I don't mind Will that. Ferrell, uh, not, not to be confused with Will Ferrell, the actor. <laughs> with Jackson going out, they probably wanted to get another young ruck in, and I don't mind the selection. Got a good year for uh, South Adelaide and performed well in the champs. Yeah, um, ja- and then Jackie Moon's not a bad shirt there, no. Oliver Seston, the other one. Um, yeah. Xavier College and Mansfield uh, did not even play in the NAB League or anything. He's a very speculative choice, but knows how to find the sticks. Uh, Bailey... Um, Fritch was playing the Coldstream when they picked him up, so you never quite know what might happen uh, in this draft. So they clearly wanted to go for the forwards, and they did, um, but probably a fair bit to go for all of them before they can be best 22 players. 
a lot, a lot of people are already winding up Ollie Seston as one to watch next year. I mean, he kicked 53 goals in six games in the uh, the Goulburn Valley League, and and that, and that included a bag of 24 over some uh, some shit kicking side in Tatura. I was so, say the Golden Valley League isn't that who makes the juice? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think that's the, I think that's the one. Miller, uh, so. I don't think I'd be too threatened about playing football against guys who squeeze oranges for a living. Uh, <laughs> and then on the weekend, we're going to take them on in the footy. But no, anyway, we move on. Next team, who we, we move on? Uh, North Melbourne boys. Uh, this oh. was another draft that they were going to go in big. We knew they had those two early picks, three and four, and they took Harry Sheasel and George Wardlaw with them. Braden George and Cooper Harvey, the other two, uh, big rookie drafts as well. Blake Drury out of the Chargers, Hamish Free out of the Waffle, Dan Howe from Hawthorne, which I have no idea why they picked him up, and Kane Turner realistic. I have no idea why they did that one either. Yuck. The top yeah. selections, Doc, I think really make this draft for North Melbourne. These are two guys that are going to be there for the rest of their careers, hopefully. I mean, <laughs> I'm hoping that. I mean, I mean, you'd hope so, but then again, these they, they, they three are from Victoria, so there'll be no excuses to crying home to mummy like uh, old mate Jason at Port. Um, but, uh, two brilliant talents out of Sheasel and Wardlaw. It's oh, great. The large, the large Sheasel is going to be fantastic. I really am excited to see. He reminds me of Jamie Elliott when he first set on the scene, that, that sort of size and uh, that athleticism that he brings. Uh, and one thing that we know about Sheasel, he's got goal sense. And he loves to snag. He loves his celebrations with them as well. So, um, and I'm sure I'm not sure if you boys saw the footage of all of uh, George Wardlaw's mates at the the pub. They were watching you on the big screen, and um, they went absolutely mental uh, when they saw him. <laughs> it was like almost a schoolie celebration. There's about 25, 30 kids going absolutely bonkers for it. So that was great to see. Uh, we, we we absolutely love that. I'm I'm a big fan of Harry Sheasel, uh, as you boys probably well well and truly know. Ajax boy down down our way at Sandy, so he's not too, not too far away from where I am. Um, he's he's just a class class talent. This kid, um, especially in the forward line, a lot of people have compared him to Toby Green, and I yep. think that's I think it's a pretty fair fair um, fair summary because he he just knows how to get in the right spots without the nonsense. He, he's just a he's just a ter- <laughs> he's just a terrific forward, and George Wardlaw probably next to Will Ashcroft as the best midfielder yep. because he's, he's coming he's straight on- to that midfield. He's coming straight for Ben Cunnington's spot cap. Um, you know, <laughs> he's better watch out. Yeah, no, he shook, shook his hand. Uh, shook his hand on night one, and, and Wardlaw said, "I'm coming for your spot, mate." And kind of said, "Yeah, let's see you then." Can someone, <laughs> um, can someone tell him to get a better haircut first, though, before he gets into the team? I know that he's... looks like look, looks like one of those mud flaps you see on the trucks, uh, Miller. <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I really like the rookie selections as well, Cat. The, the two boys that you talked to, I think that they're. I mean, it's really interesting that. Um, Blake was playing, you know, you know, EFL. So he he's got some ability, can find a goal, and Hamish Free. Well, I tell you what, I like the the South Fremantle um, players. So I think that they've done well. North, I have them. Yeah, another ruckin I like for preparing yeah, they, for the they, future. They need it, really yeah. need it. I've got them third in my rankings, boys. I was really impressed with North. I think mean, all the bullshit as well that they got over the trade period for, you know, trading down to get two and three. I mean, you know, fuck off, David King. They've done well. <laughs> I've got them in second, gents. Those top selections are absolutely brilliant. Braden George is one of the seals of this draft as well. I said it how many times do I say? I say it every draft, boys. Uh, the kids that slide because they're injured always end up being guns. They always do, and I don't know why clubs don't just take them anyway. Uh, they've clearly got the talent. Just because they got injured doesn't take away their talent. Uh, this kid's going to be a great forward for them, going to be playing as soon as he's fit, I think. Um, 2023, he probably won't play very much, but 
round one 2024, lock him in. He's going to lock in a spot in the best 22, Braden George. So, yep. yeah, I was huge on this draft for North Melbourne. They've done very, very well. They've got so much talent bursting mm. out of their ears now at Arden Street. Ab- absolutely. Um, I've got North fourth. Uh, I think like you, Braden George, we're going to be talking about in a couple of years as a, as a kid that slots in. We talk about North forward line potency, and I think he adds that in spades. Um, and and you've sum, summed up brilliantly about the injured players, Cap, because I, I've got big stocks on Charlie Ryan and the uh, the women's comp at the moment. Um, I, think she, I think she's a player that's just got a lot of class and a lot of talent. And I think George is similar. I, I think because he's so powerful, he can be a mid... He, he sort of does spring to mind a little bit of Jake Stringer in terms of how he's very powerful mm. and he can he can bust he can burst away out of stoppage and, and he knows where the goals are too. So um, I, I, I really like that selection at pick 26. I was wondering who, 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 would, who would have the stones to draft him uh, give, given the fact that he's going to miss next year. But I like that North have done it. Um, yeah. and, and Cooper Harvey, I mean, he's got some work to do to overthrow. Uh, Dad is the best footballer in the house. <laughs> but um, but well, uh, Bruno was saying he wants to come back and play for another season, so he might just jump in and pull on the, <laughs> pull on the Guernsey for one more year, just play with his son. I mean, he should still be playing today. That, that's how good he's going at the moment. He, he's, just a, he's just got the physique of Atlas. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah, um, fair call. I think we're all pretty happy with North Melbourne's draft there. They did very, mm. very well. Move on to Port Adelaide boys. An interesting one for them. Um, entered the draft at 36 with Tom McCallum, Tom Scully at 53, Kyle Marshall, uh, and they picked up Nathan Barkler as a rookie selection from their academy, and Dylan Williams getting relisted. An interesting one, Miller. They seem to look mostly to their back line in this draft. Uh, Scully the forward slash ruck, who's going to be probably playing in either position, key forwarder in the ruck. Um, and then, of course, the other two looking more in the back line as well. I like that they stocked up and got a true sort of key defender yeah. uh, in Kyle Marshall. Once he fills out 201 centimetres, he's fast, but yeah. I think he'll be one of those guys that, if you can put a bit of strength on, will definitely be playing at fullback for many years. Yeah, yeah, great, Cat. I think that he's a guy that they're, they're really seeing as sort of a long-term project. If they can build him up and get him you know, into that AFL body-ready position, that he'll be a good selection for them. So, yeah, it's interesting. Oh, you know, it's not the Tom Scully we know. It's a large Tom Scully. Uh, so, I think the Port did all right. I mean, nothing crazy. Uh, the large addition. I wanted to see them pick up a real true big body in under midfielder, Doc. They didn't do that. I know it's harder once you get down to those 30-plus selections, but... Um, that's what they're really lacking at the moment, and I'm surprised they didn't really go for one. I'm 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 happy that they went for key position players. I think that's one of their weaknesses in terms of depth. Um, McCallum's a prob- probably a, a nice little selection there at 36. He can play he can play both uh, forward and, and tall in terms of lockdown, and he can and it looks like he can he can play a few other roles as well. He can win yeah. the ball. He can he can intercept well too. I do like Scully at 53. I think this this kid if he's developed properly. It can be a, a real menace in the forward line because he, it was very good early in the season in the Sandful for for West Adelaide. He kicked thirty seven goals in the opening seven games. Hmm. So this kid, can, this kid can find this kid can find goals at the drop of a hat. How did he but drop I, off so much, Doc? I'm not too sure, to be honest. Maybe I think maybe injury a little bit. Maybe maybe there's a little bit of um a, a little bit of you know trialing in different positions as well because that that tends to be what happens with with kids when they get drafted because they need they need to be able to play multiple positions but 
it's, it, I, I think this this kid can still play, uh, I, I, and and he's only and he's only he's only still relatively new to the game as well. So he's some, he's someone to look out for in the next couple of years. He's got some he's got some he's got some good traits about him. Mm. And, and Marshall, look, I, I don't know a lot about him, but he looks like he's got a great he's got a great athletic profile. So I think he he is another one that if if, if if developed properly, he can he can he can cause some problems for a lot for a lot of opposition. Yeah, where do we have them ranked, boys? I had Port. I had them down at fourteenth. I mean, I think that it's going to be. It's going to be. It might be a different ranking in three, five years' time when I see those players develop. But right now, I got them there, fourteenth. I got them twelfth. I thought, like I said, probably disappointed they didn't go after a midfielder as well. I don't mind that they've stocked up the back line though. It's another area they needed to. Um, maybe they've got their eyes on someone next year as well. So I'll be waiting and seeing for that one, but I thought it was a decent draft without being anything spectacular for them. Yeah. I mean, they—I mean, they'd hope Jason Lord Francis come, comes on quite strongly next year um, as that sort of powerful midfielder. Well, you um, never bloody know with him, do you, Doc? No, you don't. Um, <laughs> a bit of a bit of an enigmatic force he's, he's, he is at the moment. Um, I've got Port eleventh as well. I, I, look, I love that the fact that they've got that they've gone tall. Um, mm. I think, yeah, as I've said, they need they need some depth in the areas. Um, but yeah, these guys are going to take some time to develop. So I haven't got I haven't got them too highly, but they're not too low either. I think they're right in the middle. Interested to see where you sit on your team here, Miller. Um, another draft that was never going to be very big after you sold the farm to get your, your GWS GWS boys over into the midfield. Yes, they're just the two selections, Caleb Smith, and here is one of the other greatest names of the draft, Steely Green. <laughs> I've, I've heard some names, and now I've heard some bloody names. I'm, I'm, I hope I'm, he's made out of metal or something. Uh... I'm, 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 I'm hoping his parents named him after Steely Dan. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's all. I'm, that's all I'll say about that. I uh, really a like a couple of rookies in the rookie draft as well. Seth Campbell and a Tassie mm. and Tyler Young from the VFL team. I tell you what, we love a Tassie boy. Uh, I, I really like the look of uh, Smith. I think that he, he looks like he's going to be something decent. Maybe not for any time soon, but. He was not a bad selection there, um, the 49. I didn't mind that. But, um, yeah, look, he was really, you know, not expected to do much this draft. I actually had us dead last in the rankings at 18th because, you know, we weren't going to do a lot with the selections we had. So that's where I put us at the bottom. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Miller. I've got him dead last as well. I mean, I like I look, Caleb Smith had some suitors for um to, earlier, but I, I, think, I think in terms of these two players will bring – Similar similar styles to what Richmond are already trying to produce. I mean, they're already like they they're a good manic side, and I think these two mm. players can 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 definitely add their own dynamic to the side. Yeah, Steely Green will be interesting because he's a he's a sub one eighty centimeter player, but he's already played senior footy at, at South Rio this year, and he had a thirty one disposal game against Perth uh, later in the year. But I'm I'm not entirely sure about what his ceiling looks like for a player of his size. I mean, Mitch Honeychurch had a great had a great under 18s campaign. He uh, turned into he turned into absolute shit. So um, he he was a similar player. But yeah, I had Richmond 18. Not much you could have done with those picks. But they they were massive winners in the trade period. They didn't need to do much for mine. Yeah, I, I had Richmond last as well, boys. Um, it's it's not for having a bad draft. It's just for not really having much to do with it, really. Um, I, I think they've got potential, these guys. Um, Caleb Smith, with his skill set, seems like a guy who could rotate into the forward line as well, could be a mm. solid small forward, even though his main position is in the midfield. Um, the other two, the, the draftees and the rookie draft, look like 
They probably need a little bit more development. Um, Campbell's got some good potentials of forward kick, 16 goals in 13 games for the Devils. Uh, so not bad from him. He's played a bit in the seniors as well at TSL level. Uh, and Tyler Young, I've never really heard much about him <laughs> at all before this season. So he's one I think you'll just be looking to develop as a key defender well, over the next few seasons. Thing is as well, Cat. Well, usually the ways if you win the draft rankings here at A three, you usually finish bottom of the. Uh, uh, sorry, if you win the trade rankings, you usually finish bottom of the draft rankings. Yes, uh, very true. So I'm not surprised that we're dead last, and I'm not going to throw any virtual rice at anyone for that. Um, but we move on. St Kilda boys had a huge, oh. huge. Uh, well, I'm not going to use the word incorrectly, like. Um, our good friend Purple does every week, but a sliding doors draft here really for them. They had a lot they could have done, and they certainly did a bloody lot. They picked up Mateus Philippi with their first selection, James Van S, Ollie Hotton, Isaac Keeler, and Angus McLennan from their NGA Academy. I was massively high on this draft, boys. I think this might be one of the best drafts for the Saints, not only recently, but in their history. When you combine it with the past two or three drafts, Doc, where they've really gone after a lot of talented kids, I think they've stocked up this pool of talent brilliantly with this one. I think they filled out a lot of needs around the ground, and and that's why I've got them first here, boys. Uh, I think that's why they win, because Philippou, a lot of he, he could he could have gone anywhere from from five to ten, and and some draft experts had him as high as the top three. Such so he he's a little bit inconsistent, but. He believes in himself. He's got great athleticism. And his impact with the footy does sort of remind me of Bontempelli a little bit in terms of how he can deliver the footy. Um, you know, no pressure, Mateus, but, you know, you've got you've got, you've got got a whole bunch of poor supporters uh, riding your coattails now. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love James Van Ness at 31. I watched a couple of his yeah. games for the, um, the Herald Sun Shield earlier in the year uh, when he was playing at St. Pat's in Ballarat. Um, and he looks like he's going to be a solid one-on-one defensive Defensive half player, um, and I, and I think he's got a lot of scope and a lot of a lot of capacity for him to be to be an elite intercept marking forward. But Ollie Hotton Miller is the one I want to talk to you about, yeah. because we we we, we, t- we talked we, we talked about him prior to the draft, and we and we both said that he's that he's got potential to go first round. But the fact that he slid thirty five is just an absolute. It could be. I think it is the steal of the draft. Yeah, I think so. I think that what we've seen from Hotton, as you said, you know, Sandy Boy, is that he's got natural ability and he's got great, you know, footy IQ, and that's something that is really hard to, you know, understate when you look at talented draftees. Um, it's one thing that's really important. Thirty-five is a snatch. I really thought that he would be, you know, easily within the top twenty. Um, and the fact that he's gone there is just an absolute piss take. So, um, and I actually like Keller as well, Cat at 44. I think that he's going to be good, North Adelaide boy. Um, what I've read about him is really, really positive. So I'm really surprised and impressed with the Saints for once. Yeah, seen a few Crow supporters that are pretty annoyed that they didn't go after him. Uh, mm. Part of the NGA Academy as well, Keeler. But no, I think it's a great selection for the Saints. Add a little bit into their rut stocks with, obviously we know Hayes will come back in uh, once he's, through his injury this year, but good to have more in when Ryder's just retired as well. And yeah, Jason uh, Holmes, he's out as well. <laughs> he's always available. <laughs> James Van Ness, two boys. I'm really happy with that selection. I think he's a guy that's ready built to come into this team um, from round one, given He'll that they, they struggled with their backline a fair bit across last <laughs> season when they were missing Dougal Howard. They absolutely fell to shit. Um, he's nothing but a pure upgrade on Darren Joyce, uh, who's not <laughs> getting game anywhere near this team. Yuck. 
Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sad for what this means to Tommy Hyam or Doc because Rats didn't want to play him. I hope Ross does. Um, but Van Ness seems to be well in that rotation already. I think he's built to play AFL level. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think Van S has got a, has got high upside to be not look. He's not he might not be a star, but I think he's got definitely a lot of talent to be in an AFL best twenty two. So yeah, um, and Keeler, I like I like the comparison to Paddy Ryder. He, he's a guy that can play ruck, he can play forward as well. It can, I can see him playing as a pinch hitter to a uh, Barge Marshall in a couple of years. Big Barge. I wonder if almost with having him come in, we see. Um, Barge move into the forward line a bit more permanently and give them a bit more structure. The other day, Max King was announced having a shoulder reco and might yep. miss a, a fair chunk of the start of the season, which is bloody horrible for him. Can't have the two King boys playing at one time, apparently, um, according to the footy gods. But I could see him coming in to give a bit of a chop out if Hayes still isn't quite right to start the season. Um, I think he's one that has a little bit of potential to come straight into. So... Overall, really bloody good draft for St. Hilda. I've got them first, boys. I think they're yep. the best of anyone. Three first. We've all yep. got them first. Unanimous. That's uh, We love that. St. Kilda well. win this year's draft. Well done to the Saints. Well, we may as well just end the episode now, Kev. Don't even bother with the yeah. others. <laughs> end the last three now. Down the other end for mine, I've got Sydney down at 17th here, boys. <laughs> uh, three picks in the national draft. Jacob Costanti, Cooper Vickery, and Cale Mitchell. Had a rookie in Will Edwards from the Academy and a couple of rookies in the rookie draft. Cameron Owen out of Tassie and Jaden Magor out of South Adelaide in the Sandville. I feel like they're making some of these names up now, gentlemen. These can't be real people at this point at the Swans. <laughs> I don't know if they exist until I actually see them. Um, but what did we make of it, Doc? So not only Kinnear Bitson is a pest uh, with with uh, bidding on picks and then trading away, but he's also a compulsive liar. Um, uh, he's faking yeah, the birth certificates here. <laughs> uh, wouldn't be beyond him. Um, look, I think Constant. I, I like the I like the pickup of Constanti. Um, I think he's a top fifteen. He's almost close to a top fifteen talent. Yeah. Yep. Um, and if there's some, if there's one thing that Sydney do need, I think it's that they need an understudy for Tom Papley because I don't think he's getting any younger. Um, but uh, look, the other two picks I'm not entirely sure about. Cooper Vickery, probably very, very early for mine. Just feels like it's another up yours to Hawthorne. Um, um, uh, just for just for get just for trading away just for trading away pick twenty seven. Um, uh, and then yeah, Caleb Mitchell, a player who has put together some solid form on the wing, but I don't know where he'll fit in amongst the grand scheme of things because I had him seventeenth as well, Cat. I wasn't particularly impressed with what they did. Mm. I like to pick up with Will Edwards uh, Miller. I think they needed to find mm. a, much like Port, a real genuine key defender who can develop. He's already quite built as well. Um, I mm. think he's a guy who could maybe find a spot in that back line sooner rather than later. Yep. Uh, he's probably, of all their, their needs, him and Cassanti, I think, are the two that I think were their best selections in this one. Yeah, no doubt at all. I, I agree exactly with that, Kat. Um, my ranking was really similar as well. I had them 17th. I thought that they just didn't do a whole lot, uh, Sydney. So, piss off. <laughs> piss off, that's that. Uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, we said, yeah, it was another team yeah. that was very active in the trade and once yeah. again didn't do much draft wise. A very, a very anti Kinnear Beatson A3 podcast. He'll <laughs> <laughs> bloody, bloody prove us wrong when half these guys turn into all Australians in the next couple of seasons. Just you Probably. watch, as always, is the way with Sydney. Beatson seems to pluck them out of nowhere. Uh, another team that had a lot to do in this draft was West Coast, and they had five selections in the national draft. 
Ruben Gimby, Elijah Hewitt, Harry Barnett, Kobe Virgil, and Noah Long rounding out the group. Couple of NGA selections with Jordan Baker and Tyrell Dewar. And they relisted Isaiah Winder and saying true in the rookie draft. We knew they were going to be doing a lot this time around, Miller. Um, and bloody hell, I think they nailed all of these selections. Well, except the uh, relisting Isaiah Window, who might be playing his last game from prison. Yeah, I'll tell you what, they've nailed these selections, Kat. I think they're all perfect. I love, um, well, Gimby. I mean, what more can be said about this guy that's already been chatted about? He's going to be, he'll be in the best 22. Same with Hewitt. I really think he'll add something for sure. And, I really like the selection Noah Long at 58. I don't know if anyone gave a rats about him, but I really think that he's going to be a good selection there um, at 58. So they've done really well, West Coast, I think, in this draft, Doc. Yeah, I've really liked what they what they brought in as well. Uh, I mean, I think if you ask a lot of people around West Coast, I think uh, in the supporter groups, they'll tell you that I think midfield's where where they where they wanted to stock up on first, and they've got two. Very talented boys with their first two picks. Very quality. A lot, lot, lot of people were criticising the Eagles for trading down from pick two to get these picks, but when you see what they've got, they've got two homegrown boys. They won't be going anywhere. Ginby, oh look, I'm, I'm still a little bit sceptical about what he can do, considering the fact that he only just rose to prominence in the midfield in, in the championships. But there's no denying that what he did in the championships was worthy of being in the top ten. I think he's got a great, he's got great power. A lot of people think he can be ready made now or ready to go now, but I think if you give him a, give him a year, a year or two in the um, in the in the twos, I think he can really explode in twenty twenty four. Um, Elijah Hewitt at fourteen is another one who's got great athleticism. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, another another guy that if you could, if you give him a give him a season in the gym and let him bulk out, he's gonna he's gonna be hard to stop in the midfield. Mm. He's he's just he's just a true talent and. I love Barnett at 23. I mean, there's got to be questions about who takes over for Nat Newey because he's certainly not getting any younger either. Um, not sure if Bailey Williams is the answer to it either. But Barnett was the best uh, ruck prospect out of this year's draft class because he's a guy that can that can compete in the ruck contest and then follow, th- follow through second, third and fourth efforts uh, with no issues whatsoever. So that's pretty good. Um, Kobe Burgill is a guy that I didn't have in my top 30, but a lot of people seem to have him around that... 30, 30 to 35 range so I, I don't mind him he can play he can play in a lot of positions but I think he looks like he can he can excel in the forward line because he, he's pretty sharp around goals kick 12 goals in nine matches with Gippsland in a, in a season where he play, was playing a little bit of midfield and a little bit around the defensive half as well so I don't mind that and Noah Long is the one that I didn't really know about Miller but, oh, but, well, mm. well I'm going to say it again Doc guys are getting injured getting written off by the clubs <laughs> Broke his collarbone at the start of the year. I uh, hate to say it to the clubs, but um, kids get over broken collarbones. Uh, <laughs> he'll be a bloody good player. I think that's a great oh, selection. Yeah, a steel cat, I would say, 58. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll reserve judgment for a few years when he's uh, winning premiership for West Coast. Um, <laughs> no, I'm really, really happy with what West Coast did here, and I think their fans should be too. They've identified a lot of needs with this draft. They've built the future of the midfield. They've got some guys that are going to add pace to this group, which is what they mm. desperately needed across this year. Um, I think it is a brilliant draft, and I've got them up in third, boys. They make my top four just behind St Kilda and North Melbourne yep. um, because this is everything they could have possibly needed for this draft. Yeah, I had yep. the Eagles fourth. I had them, yeah, I think, again, really, really good, which leaves us one singular 
Oh, oh, what, do I not get a ranking for no, West Coast, do I? Because I know the way you've got... No, <laughs> no I, got them, I do have them second. Um, I like, like you boys, I'm very happy with what they've picked up. Hmm. Um, Noah Long, look, he, he did show some signs uh, earlier in the year as well. You know, he's had a rough run of injuries, as you said, Cat. But there, there is a lot of upside with him. Yeah. We'll and now he's Finish it off with the Western Bulldogs here, gentlemen. They took three selections. Jed Bustling, probably a bit of a surprise, slipped a little bit down. Charlie Clark and then Harvey Gallagher with their final selection. I'll let you speak to it first, Doc. What did you think of your boys' choices here? Very, very happy because we've addressed a couple of good needs, um, needs that I think we really uh, we really lacked this year. I mean, Bustling, look, he's not going to play straight away. I think he's still on the, on the men from shoulder surgery, so... But he's a top ten. He's a top ten talent, and he showed that in championships this year. I think he's a a great intercept marker, and I think he's someone who who slot in once uh, once Jones and and Keithy hang up the boots, and you know Gar- Rusty Gardner will be uh, looking for a new new running mate, and the big buster saying, "I'm I'll be right here, pal. Let's 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 go." Um, Char- Charlie Clark, I've watched a couple of games, and he mm. played 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 at Port Colts in the um in in our local league. A couple of games, he was very, very crafty as a on-ball slash small forward. So I can see him starting his career as a small forward. He can be—he's really crafty at ground level. Um, can play a little bit further up the ground as well. But I think in the meantime, we we don't really have many crumbing forwards. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't even—I wouldn't even classify Cody Waitman as a crumbing forward because he was drafted as a as a marking forward. Um, so I think that's going to be really good for us and. Uh, Harvey Gallagher probably doesn't fill a need for us because because he's a small rebounding defender, but I think he can play further afield. I think he could be a, a player that goes up the wing. Um, I've heard a lot of people talk about Oscar Baker from Melbourne, who we just picked up as well, being mm-hmm. played up play, played up on the wing as well. So, look, I can see what they're trying to do. Time will tell whether or not they've nailed it, but I really like their first two picks. Busser is a top 10 talent. Charlie Clark, I rate highly. Um, and you know Harvey Gallagher looks like he can play. He can play really, really well as well. He gets gets a lot of the ball, uses it really well. I've got him third. Oh, big call, Doc. Uh, look, I think the dogs did really well. I think it's a good pickup. Like I said, that top bracket of teams for mine is that bit ahead of everyone else. Uh, from that probably first St Kilda down to Essendon or GWS. I have the dogs eighth, not for any reason that they did it poorly at all. I think all these selections are good. Um, I just can't put them above anyone else above them, really. Uh, but it's a good draft for them. Uh, I think these guys, hopefully if they turn out well, will be guys that are there for a long time. Bustlinger especially, I think, is a brilliant selection. Uh, you should be really, really happy that he slid down to your pick there, Doc. And I'm keen to see what Clark can do if he gets games, which knowing Bevo, he'll get games, but he'll play him as a small defender instead of a small forward. That's what he loves to do. Uh, but no, yeah, good, I'll, good I'll, draft I'll... for the dog. He's happy with that one. I've already heard bustling is going to be touted on the wing, Cat. <laughs> yeah, I'm not bloody surprised. Miller, where have you got him? I had him second. I was really Oof. impressed with what the, the dog's done, and I think that they've finally – I mean, it's been a little bit of time since they've nailed a draft really well. We've seen some good players be selected, but this is the first time I look at these all the selections they've taken, and I'm, I'm genuinely impressed with them. So second is a bit high, but I think that they'll be all great players for the long-term future for the Bulldogs. Well, well – well, it's the first time in a, in a couple of years that we haven't had to use a father-son or an NGA prospect in the Correct. first five picks. So I'm very happy with what we've got. Yeah, all right. Well, should we run through our full list, boys? Uh, I'll throw it over to you first, Doc, from 
bottom to top, how have you uh, shaped out this draft? So from bottom to top, I've got Richmond in 18th because they didn't do much. I've got Sydney in 17th because uh, Kinnear Beatson decided to be a jerk. I've got uh, Adelaide in 16th. Uh, Gold Coast 15 for one pick. Uh, Geelong 14. Freo at 13. I've got Melbourne at 12. Port Adelaide at 11. Hawthorne at 10. Collingwood 9. GWS at 8. Essendon 7. Carlton 6. Brisbane 5. North Melbourne 4. Western Bulldogs 3. West Coast 2. And St Kilda at the top. All right. Well, no disagreement. Well, no big disagreements for that one, I think, between us. Miller, how have you yeah, rolled out your field? Certainly against my, my own club. Hey, what are you, what are you thinking? <laughs> Shut up, cat. I've got, uh, <laughs> I've got Richmond 18th, Sydney 17th, Gold Coast 16th, the Crom 15th, Port 14th, Geelong 13th, Dockers 12th, Hawthorne 11th, Demons 10th, the Pies 9th, Essendon 8th, the Giants 7th, Brisbane 6th, Carlton 5th, West Coast 4th, North 3rd, Bulldogs 2nd, and St Kilda Footy Club 1st. St Kilda Footy Club. Now, if you ask, Kat, what are your rankings? Lucky last here. Well, I think we all were pretty in agreement with the bottom group here. I've got the D... Oh, sorry. My Ds. The Tigers down in 18th. Sydney in 17th. Adelaide in 16th. I've missed a club here in 15th. I'm trying to figure out who I've bloody missed. I think it's not... Oh, yeah, Gold Coast in 15th. <laughs> Melbourne, Melbourne in 14th. Geelong in 13th. Port in 12th. Hawthorne 11th. Frio 10th. Collingwood 9th. The Bulldogs 8th. Essendon 7th. GWS 6th. Brisbane 5th. Carlton 4th. West Coast 3rd. North Melbourne 2nd. And St Kilda, our consensus winner of this draft. Up in first. There you go. Bloody good draft by the Saints. and We love it. I think it was a good draft for the majority of teams in this. I don't think anyone from about 12th down, I could say, no. had a poor draft. And even those teams in the 13th, 14th, I think, did well with what they had. Um, next year is going to be interesting, gentlemen. Oh, it's been touted as this super draft. We've seen teams trade out into next year uh, on draft day with their future selections and all of that. Uh, it's going to be a big mm, one to go down. But it's very exciting. That is our draft rankings for 2022, gentlemen. Well, that's up. That, that's it. Another, um, that's it. Still love, love, love doing these episodes. Yes. I mean, I don't, don't, don't like putting, putting together the top 30 and, and, and doing a phantom draft. And <laughs> still trying to balance out the coverage of the AFLW over the Mungle Pond either, but, you know. Is what it is. Well, the footy is officially wrapped up for the season, really, for the year. Um, we'll be running through our season reviews for the men's comp. Obviously, the draft and trade still to come for the women's comp, but um, we'll be obviously in a bit more of a low-key sort of schedule for the next few months until the men's season returns. So thank you for sticking around with us for this year, for 2022. Oh. I'm sure we'll have a little bit of a break over Christmas time as well, but yes. season reviews will come out as per normal. We'll start getting those rolling once again across the off-season. With all that said, thank you for joining us for a huge year of footy. I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And I've been Alex Stockerty. Stick around for those season reviews. Plenty more to come, A3 into 2023. The footy never stops. It's year-round, gentlemen. <laughs> Jesus, go wet coast.